0: let's go from the four corners of the globe welcome to the park chat theme park podcast join us as we dive deep into a world of fun and adventure to discover what australia's theme parks are all about Hello, everyone. Welcome to Park Chat. This is the triumphant return after being away for uh, a couple of months. Um, I'm here with Ash. Ash, how are you doing? Oh, I'm going well, thanks, Blake. How are you? Yes, very well. So, yeah, there's been... I feel like we've probably picked the absolute worst time to go away because there's been so much that's been happening in the world of theme parks not just in Australia, but all around the world. Like we just had, na- we, you know, we had National Roller Coaster Day. Um, uh, when when was that? Like they, in August, we, we just had IAPA Expo and there was some massive announcements. Wait, wait, you keep pointing at my microphone. Well, What's I'm just,
1: out? you keep turning to me and I can hear you dropping out. I know you're going to get annoyed at yourself. Oh, uh, oh okay. Fair enough. So, so okay. I'll I'm just trying to help Blake uh, and future uh, Blake. Okay. Fair enough. Present Blake's not happy. Fair enough. Is that better now? Yeah. That's, okay. That's fine. Okay. Because yeah. I thought I was fine. No, All right.
0: right. Well, I guess I'll just keep looking at the screen. As much <laughs> I as I enjoy.
1: I mean, we can. We can. You just don't look at the. Just look at me. Look. Don't look at the.
0: Oh, I don't know how. Oh. Look. Anyway. So yeah. I mean, and 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 of course, you went over to the United States. I did. Um, I did. Yes. You did a big road trip. And you got to experience some of the Halloween events over there as well.
1: Yeah, the the road trip, it was over 8,000 kilometres of driving in two weeks, so... Which is insane. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely one, you know, when you're on Google and it's like 32 hours and you go, oh, 32 hours, that's you know just over a day. Factoring in sleep, rest, bathroom, drink, food. Yeah, it was three and a half days each way and... I felt like I didn't have time to do much on the way, except when I got the, you know, Cedar Point or Kings Island.
0: Yeah, because you travel, you drove from Los Angeles all the way up to Sandusky. Is that right? Is that the furthest that you traveled or did you go even further east?
1: No, so Cedar Point was, I guess, the furthest east that I went. So, I, I technically did Los Angeles, Las Vegas. Up through Colorado to... Well, I was going to have time to go to Chicago, then I didn't have time to go to Chicago. So, no Six Flags Great America then? No, I really wanted to do that. But again, the problem with my trip was opening hours of theme parks. Yeah. So, I mean, how detailed do you want me to get with this? I can go day by day if you like.
0: Oh, maybe just give us a, like a quick rundown of the parks that you went to okay. and the events that you experienced.
1: Sure. So, I, on the Thursday evening, went to Cedar Point. Then on the Friday, I had the full day at Cedar Point, And then... I'd already done Cedar Point, but it was great to go back, especially for Halloween as well. However, Kings Island, I've been wanting to go there for so long. So, that was kind of my, you know, exciting park trip. That was kind of the main reason why I did it the way I did. So, that was on the Saturday. And then on the Sunday, I was trying to make Worlds of Fun because, or was it Valley? I, I think it was World of Fun because I well, got the Cedar Fair annual pass.
0: Yes, that's right. And oh, so, Cedar, uh, Worlds of Fun, that's in Kansas City. Correct. So so so, so, so Valley Fair's in where is that? That's
1: up near uh, that's sort of up uh I don't know if it's still Illinois. Illinois, whatever. But um I think it's sort of up that way. I think I've got my state's Minnesota? I don't know. It it's, it's it's sort of like, you know I don't know. I, know. I can't even describe I know you got it on Michi- camera. I know you got Michigan's adventure up that way. Well,
0: anyway, yeah. worlds
1: of fun. Yeah. Couldn't do it. It was like on freezing. They actually closed the park early, which was kind of good because I was running late anyway, and I kind of went, uh well, like I could already been there about 11 years ago, but it still mm-hmm. would have been awesome to go back. But uh, yes, so Mystic Timbers in the dark, in the freezing, when it was raining, was a lot of fun.
0: That, that, that sounds amazing. I've heard nighttime rides on Mystic, Mystic Timbers is...
1: Uh, The stuff of Legends. Same thing with Nighttime Beast. I didn't do the Beast. I I was, I kept, was like, oh, come, going back to that, going back. And then I kind of, yeah. Which I don't know. Yeah.
0: Which is crazy because all I've heard is nothing but good things about the Beast, especially after the retrack.
1: Yeah. I really regret not doing it. But I, I did manage to get on a lot of, I mean, I. Yeah, I mean it was have have you done the Beast at all? No, I've never oh, I've never been to that park. Oh you've so never I'd... been to King's Island no, before? No, that was my first time. Oh,
0: okay, interesting. So
1: Banshee, I loved it. I loved it so much. Well you yeah, you're a B and M fanboy though. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I don't like invert coasters and that was Really? Well, I like the vests. I, I don't I don't ever... Oh, that's right. You you did say you're you're in the minority
0: on that. You actually like yeah. the vest restraints.
1: Well on a coaster that's not airtime focused, I feel like the vests are great on you know, a dive coaster, I can sort of see where people come from. But on an invert when you being thrown around, it mm. was fantastic to have that because I'm like the perfect height to get whacked on the yeah, old school B and M restraints. And if you're not small, you can't click them in so much, so they kind of are protruding even more again. Have you done? Have you done a wing coaster? Because uh, they got yes. the best
0: restraints too.
1: Yes. Well, I don't know if like I, I, all the ones I've been on, I'm pretty sure had vests. I don't know if the like original wing coasters did, but I've done. No, no,
0: they've only ever had vest restraints. So, okay.
1: so which ones have you done? So if I've done uh, Gatekeeper at Cedar Point. Yeah. I've done. Uh, Wild Eagle? Did you
0: uh, go to yes, Dollywood? Yes,
1: I've done Dollywoods. I haven't done um, Holiday World. Oh, you haven't done Thunderbird? No. What about, and X-Flight at Great America? Uh, when was that put in? No, I haven't. The 2012. Yeah, okay. I just missed that. Or oh, no, Twitter? Great America. Which one's that again? Is that Chicago or is yeah, that- Yeah, Six Flags Great America. Yeah, okay. I have just missed that one. I went in 011, so- Oh, Okay. Mm. I think it was two thousand twelve
0: when uh, two thousand twelve when that when that was added. It was the last B and M that Six Flags had, had installed until they did. Um, they put in uh, Doctor Diabolical's Cliffhanger at Fiesta Texas.
1: Oh, and one more thing I forgot to mention on the trip, mm-hmm. I did Universal Horror Nights. The, the Express Bar I did all I went all in on that, and that was great.
0: Yeah, and honestly, from what you told me and what you showed me, because like I I don't know much about Hollywood Horror Nights, but you were showing me like a couple of POV videos on YouTube of some of the The, um, like the haunted houses or the scare walkthroughs man, my mind is absolutely blown. Like I, I really, really need to go and do that one day. It's, it looks phenomenal.
1: Now, while I didn't go to Cedar Point and Kings Island for the mazes, I was obviously interested to try them, and Cedar Point's mazes were pretty average at best. In fact- Yeah, yeah, you, you said you weren't you weren't a huge fan of Cedar Point's Halloween event. Hey. I, I mean, the staff, even some of the staff are just wearing regular T-shirts. It was it was like, in, as in, in like in the maze, it wasn't at all oh. the quality. I mean, the length of mazes were good, and it was kind of fun to do them. Don't get me wrong, I actually kind of have a lot of- respect for the way they do their Halloween events. I think it's a a good way of just having fun at the park. And the atmosphere is kind of fun, a little bit creepy. Mm. But, but King's Island, like, their mazes were fantastic. I was actually blown away by some of them.
0: And it's crazy to think that, you know, um, Cedar, Fair, uh, Cedar Point and King's Island, you know, they're both two of Cedar Fair's flagship parks. I know about- we might talk about the merger later on, but mm. at, at that point in time, you know- Cedar Flair, uh Cedar Fair's two crown jewels, um, uh, Cedar Point and Kings Island, only three hours away from each other, but very, very, very different approaches to, to that Halloween event.
1: Look, I don't know why. I, I mean, I, I'd imagine the parks themselves, like the regional management, would have some influence over things. But mm. yeah, the the Kings Island was just total different league of mazes. Um, both the the actors, the the way that they apply, you know, the makeup and and the general, you know, level of detail there, and yeah, then obviously yeah. the the maze scares and on well, the atmosphere. There we go. That's a bit better. I can actually do yeah. do, do a
0: bit a bit of forty five degree there. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that, that that's actually yeah, that's really fascinating. Um, that there, there was such a stark contrast, and there there was the other thing that I asked you. So you know, off the back of, you know, especially now that you. You haven't done just Hollywood Horror Nights. You've done um, a whole uh, a, a Halloween experience in America at a regional theme park. And how does that compare to Fright Nights? Because you know we've been we have been critical of Movie World's Fright Nights in the past. Although we did we did have a really good experience last year, and I would say we had a a really good experience again this year. Albeit, I had a interesting time i actually had to go back a second time because the first time that i went i got really sick and i had to leave halfway through the night um not because of the event no no it was i uh, i had i had just come off a morning shift and my i got so extremely tired that my body was shutting down <laughs> so duh, never doing that again <laughs> that was not fun but i did go back and i and I, and i actually did get fast track um, and yeah, I had a really really good time. I thought I thought the mazes I thought the, uh, the I I have a lot I have a lot actually have a bit to say about um the fright night mazes this year but um we might we might touch on that a bit later. But yeah, yeah, but going back to the original point, how does how does that compare to a regional theme park Halloween experience in the US?
1: Well, I also did Canada's Wonderland last year and Cedar Point a couple of years back, so Mm. I've got a few sort of parks, not as many as I would have liked. I really want to go to Not Scary Farm. I totally. I hear so
0: many great things about that.
1: Yeah. Um, Look, I I think it goes without saying our mazes are short, like they are very short, and that's even a bad maze. You know, I'm thinking, you know, Cedar Point and Canada's Wonderland. Even the bad mazes are much longer than ours. I think ours are kind of a- they're kind of a light uh, Halloween horror nights in terms of just what they're trying to do. Like, the mazes at, some of say, the Cedar Fair parks, they- they sometimes it's in creepy locations, full stop, so there's not necessarily a huge amount of theming that goes into it or, or, mm-hmm. or it may be- yeah, I think that's probably the way I'd describe it, you know, like I know- there was one, I don't know if it's always a Halloween that they just sort of, like, during the year they they close it off and it, it stays a creepy house or they've themed it to that. But it sort of just felt like a creepy old house that you walk through. Where was that, sorry? Oh, your- that was Cedar Point. That was, I can't remember what the name of the maze was. Heck, maybe that's how good the theming was and I was just selling the event yeah. short. But, yeah, I think, you know, and, and, the, and the thing also about Cedar Point, and I'm probably jumping a little bit, but I know they just were like, boo. Like, they were very- uh there wasn't a lot of sort of uh, thought that went behind some of the scares. Which it,
0: it was very, it was very uh, um, rudimentary. Like it was, very, yeah. it was very basic. Exactly.
1: Yes. Okay. Um. So but,
0: it, you don't, you feel like there was kind of lacking some creativity in terms of like, uh, like scares or props. Places or, to
1: hide is another one that. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a big thing about the event as well. It was probably. You know, they're like, oh, I'll just put a piece of furniture there. Not like, I'm going to develop a piece of furniture that I can hide in, things like that, which our parks do. So, yeah, no, no, move. It. Even the newer ones, that the the, uh, the newer mazes this year, uh,
0: did that, I thought, did that very well, actually, um, with, you know, even like uh, the
1: Hellship and uh, Deceased. I think. I think your mic's falling just so you. Oh, it's, uh, it's fine. You sure? I'm yeah, just, fine. again, trying to help future Blake. <laughs> I don't even know if we're going to edit this. Oh, we'll. we'll I don't. No, we definitely
0: not. No, this is what I'm saying. This is going to be bare bones. This is just going to go up as is. Well, I hope um, I don't
1: say something I shouldn't. Oh, well, I could probably put a duck noise on top of it. <laughs> uh, I don't even know. Oh, yeah, you're right. Like the like our event in in some ways, like they've had some really ingenious ways of of like hiding stuff. And I know in the previous events, like some of the early nights, they've actually had to remove. Certain aspects, because they got the, say, the staff member too close to the the guests. I
0: remember the Conjuring 2, the Conjuring 2 maze, they initially had someone hanging from the ceiling, and I think they had to remove that because of safety concerns. Mm. I think people were, like, trying to grab the actor or something. It was, yeah. Of course, it's always a small minority of people that has to ruin it for everyone. Um, But, I mean, the- I guess we're. I guess we're just going. We're just going. We'll just touch on fright nights now, because I feel like this is where the conversation's going. Mm. Um, yeah. Again, I think it was just a another. I feel like I feel like Roo Village Roadshow. You know, as we said in uh, last year's one, that which was the return after it being away for, due to COVID. Um, I feel like they're kind of t- they've gone back to basics, but they're taking baby steps. In terms of uh, ramping, like amping up the the quality of the mazes and stuff. They are short. Like you said, like, like Hell Ship, which is arguably the short... Actually, no, Circus, I think, was the shortest Unfortunately, maze. Unfortunately, I
1: didn't do... That was uh, one of two that I didn't do. I also didn't do... uh, What's the Jail one? Well, Death Row. That one. We well, did do that, that last yeah, year. but not this
0: year. But oh, yeah. okay. Um, Look, the, 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 the returning mazes, Conjuring Universe and Death Row, they were pretty much exactly the same as last year mm. so basically what you, whatever you, whatever your experience was last year you can apply to this year like they didn't change anything um but with the the new mazes um yeah they' I feel like they've they're, they're slowly they're, they're really beginning to understand that um telling yeah, you know t- really focusing on immersion mm. and the the one that I actually felt the the most immersed in was hellship. Um, I thought they knocked it out of the park in terms of the sets. It wasn't the scariest maze by any means. In fact, it was actually quite light on the scares. But what it made up for in storytelling and just the quality
1: of the the sets themselves, I think, was excellent. Yeah, look... I I would agree with you on that one. I I can't remember exactly what it was, but didn't they have some sort of projection effect halfway through the maze? There there
0: was a few... So, there was a few lead screens that were, like... They were supposed to be, like, portraits.
1: No. And it was the... I feel like a staff member. Unless I'm confusing it with a different maze. Well, so,
0: you know the story... So, you you know the story about the hell ship. So, it was based, like... it was a ship that went down i think and the and the woman like the, the the mistress she was a devil worshipper and she opened up a portal to hell and then that's what you you walk past like that's like the big finale at the end mm. of the a spoiler alert by the way um so and also that here was the other thing this is the other thing that they did differently this year too so f- if you there was actually a benefit to having fast track on the mazes because you actually got a pre-show that explained the story before you went into the maze. It yeah. was only like a, it was only like a little spiel thing, but it was enough. Like, like the Hellship one was really, really good because you, you go into this room and then there's this old, um, you know, like Captain McAllister type character. He's like, and he's telling you the story, and you go, he's like, all right, we're going to go into the. We're in the depressurization chamber and he hits the button and the floor starts rumbling like you're getting submerged underwater. And that was a really, really cool element. And you don't get to experience that if you don't have Fast Track.
1: I actually thought that was a good feature. I mean, I understand Fast Track's expensive and I would argue you probably need it. But having a little bit of extra value there I thought was a really cool you know yeah. way of approaching it.
0: It does well it does create more of an incentive to get fast track if there, if there wasn't already incentive to, to begin with because i mean um the, even that the, the night that i went back like initially i was just like oh do, did i did i waste money mm. but then i but then deceased was like 2 hour away again it was it was crazy i'm just like and the funny thing is i actually i still managed to get on that twice because after the 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 initial you know, show where they release the horde. I just beelined to deceased, and I only waited. Have I only ended up waiting for about half an hour in the general queue, and I saved my
1: fast track for later. So I went on it again. I think they should offer that as unlimited, but um, I guess it's maybe two different tiers. But speaking of obviously, you know, DC villains. I mean, what what are we? What are we thinking? Because some people think it's terrible, and some people love it. It seems it, it like it was
0: quite polarizing. Yes, hmm. I look. I think, I think it was. This is what I'm saying. When the, what, before, when when Village Roadshow are taking baby steps, they're really experimenting with like the the concept of like the scare walkthrough or the scare maze, as they call them. But this is the first time that they've really tried to push a narrative, and um, because whereas like Death Row, it's just like there's not. Really, any story behind it? It's just a a a, a jail where the, all the 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 prisoners are broken loose. They actually have um th- this year they they did start putting QR codes mm, in the in that. the queue lines, and it linked you to articles giving you backstory. The thing is, though, there was like for each of the mazes, there was like six QR codes, and there were like there were an essay. Mm. There were so long. It's just like I mean, like if you if you're there by yourself. And you're, way- and you're not going, f- you don't have fast tracking, you're just weighing in the general queue. Yeah, you probably could read all, you probably would have mm. enough time to read all of them. But if you're there with a group of friends, which most people do when they go to Fright Night's, most people go as a-, as a group, they're not going to bother reading that because they're going to be talking to each other. Unless you're- there are a bunch of um, anti-social people and they're just on their phones all the time. <laughs>
1: Which look, probably a lot of people are, but I, no, I agree with you. I, I remember looking on my phone as well, and I kind of skim, skim read, read, and I was like, eh, nah, I'm not gonna finish I, this." So. I think, I think the idea of it is really,
0: really good, but I don't think it needs to be. I don't think they needed to go as overboard as they did. Like maybe just have like two articles, and maybe like half the length or something. Because I was just reading through, and I'm just like, "Man, this is like this is like a a, a skeletal plan for like a two hour long feature film <laughs> here." <laughs> And, but going back to deceased, um, that was, I think, yeah, I think the polarizing thing about that was because it was, it was more, I think people were disappointed that the scares were a bit lackluster because Mm. they try to focus too much on telling a story. And look, for me, I I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was great. I thought that, I I thought the whole concept of deceased, which is based on a comic book series, um, that was a really, really cool idea. And the length of the maze was good. They had, like, they they'd recorded, um, you know, those video loops, you know, like, of the news yeah, reports. Yeah, that was cool. and that, the, and, that helped set the and, scene. And Bruce Wayne talking to the Batcave. Like, they didn't have to do that. Mm. But they did. And that's, that's a to me, that's a, that's a step in the right direction.
1: I think the biggest problem with that maze was there was just nowhere to hide. Like, the actors, you know, they were just front and center in the scene. There was not really a and and potentially they should have had some more sort of intermarry inter like like in between scenes where they've got say civilians and stuff that may be you know yeah infected, it was just the, it was
0: just the dc characters mm. except for the news reporter right at the mm. beginning and then you had the um uh Darkseid's minion in the pre-show as well but again that's only ex- that was only avail- um seen by fast track Oh, pe- um, okay. Well, there you holders.
1: go. I was thinking, I remember that.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, because it explains how the, how the, the virus gets onto the planet. It was Dark Side's plan to, I can't remember the specifics of it. I'm sure someone, someone watching or listening to this may know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the overall look, I, I think it was, uh, I think Fright Nights this year was good. It, it, like I said, it was a, it was a, they're taking baby steps. The, the, you know, they experiment, the, the, they are, experimenting with the mazes themselves they're not focusing too much on other upcharge attractions like they do they still do have the panic rooms mm. and i think they've got like eight of them now and but they didn't have like things like the um the darkfield event you know like the the, the
1: one that we did last uh, last year with the in the seance the vip terror tour i do miss that i think that was a, a truly a great event i think it it was good value, even though it was expensive. Oh,
0: ultimate territory. Mm. Well, ultimate terror. Like it was. It was a, at the time. It was hundred and fifty dollars on top of your admission,
1: which is cheap.
0: Well, was. that's how that's how much fast track is just for the mazes. Mm. But you were getting, but not only were you getting fast track with them uh, for all the mazes, you also got to go into like the behind the scenes rooms and you got the extra tour, you got a private buffet. There was a lot of perks. Now, granted, I know that like the, the, you know, like a cost of, like cost of everything has gone up in the seven years that the last, that when we did ultimate terror tour, but I mean, like, yeah, but there's no, there's no equivalent, there's no equivalent option. They don't, they're not offering anything like that. Mm. Um, Look, that I would probably, but again, it's, is that just because they're wanting to go back to basics? Like they're just trying to strip everything back and just be like, you got five mazes. If you want to buy a fast track, you can. We've got some show, we've got a couple of shows throughout the night and, and that's and scare zones and that's about it.
1: Mm. Look, I don't know what the plan is for next year, but I would agree. There's definitely probably an emphasis on just. Getting back to basics, making sure they can make money from the event. I mean, I hope they might be rolling it, or they might be just finally making some money. But either I, way, I don't I think, think I
0: don't think they would be continuing it if they if they weren't making money off of it. Especially, um, it, it, look, Fright Nights is such a is a massive cash cow. It mm. really is, especially now because uh, like people like myself lost their free ticket to Fright
1: Nights, which I'm still salty about, by the way. <laughs> Looking, I guess, at a different park, though, Dreamworld. Did anyone go to Dreamworld? Because, unfortunately, I didn't. The event that I, like... the oh, Happy I, Halloween. Yeah, because I was going away at the nights that were still available. I didn't. And, look, th- th- there's
0: nothing against Dreamworld. I've just recognised that I am not the target demographic. No, that is I true. am, you know, I'm a 32-year-old adult who doesn't have kids and look, look, the past times that I've been there, like it's been, it's, it's cute, but I'm just like, it's not for me. Like it's, it's got no appeal to me whatsoever. And look, I, I fully respect Dreamworld's decision to to hone in on the family centric because mm. that creates uh, a point of difference to movie world. And and, 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 and at the end of the day, it's also much, much more inclusive because you're not alienating young like young families or or kids or anything like that i know that seaworld has got their spooky nights as Mm. well but i don't think it's as as fleshed out of event as what happy halloween is and i feel like and you know given that i'm pretty sure wasn't wasn't fright nights greg young's invention when he was at village roadshow and basically he took everything that he learned from doing fright nights at at movie world and brought it over to dream world and now he's no one,
1: if, I can't tell you, but that would be a bit I'm of pre- a juicy. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure.
0: I'm pretty sure that was his thing. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Like again, if someone out there knows any anything more than that, please put put something in the comments or whatever.
1: And obviously, we've got our like like regional parks as well. So Aussie World, Lunar Park, Melbourne do an event. I don't. I no, Lunar Park, Sydney do an event also, but yeah. except this year they. They don't? They didn't rather? I, uh, oh, well, I don't I'm, know. Okay, so this is why it. we need this is why we need Matt back on. Because he can get
0: <laughs> he can let us know what are the event what's going on down down south side.
1: Speaking of, say, Dreamworld, I did go on Friday night or Saturday night to night markets and I saw the the, the construction update of the Dreamworld Flyer.
0: Yes, yes. I was actually there I was actually there yesterday. I, okay. I was down on the Gold Coast already. I was attending a my niece's birthday party, mm. um, and then I ducked in for twenty minutes.
1: And what uh, did you think of of the progress?
0: Oh look, look, I've been I've been keeping a close eye on it, thanks to pages like um or like mainly Theme Park Ogre. Mm. Uh, that guy, his content, he's been he's been so consistent with getting updates on all the construction progress going in. It, it, not well, mainly at Dreamworld, but just all the parks. Um, he's in Hong Kong right now or they're in Hong Kong. I don't know if it's just one person or multiple people. There's many theories, many theories floating around about theme park poker. He's very, he's kept, uh, uh he's very good at kept, kept keeping their anonymity. I think I probably butchered that word, but, um, yeah, look, the dream, look, I remember when we, when it was first announced, it actually, it was, I think it was only like five days from like, so five days from now it will be exactly a year since Dreamworld announced all the plans, you know, for Rivertown, the Dreamworld flyer.
1: And, and they've gone so like, they've really gotten into it. They're not messing around. At oh all. yeah. They've gone, they've just gone all gun ho. They've just, yeah. Put the, pe- put the pedal to the
0: floor in terms of like, just, um, the progress, like the, of, of, of all of this. And, uh, but I remember saying that I was really, when, when it was announced that they were going to be replacing the, 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 the fountain with, the wave swinger attraction. I was very, very much on the fence on it because I, I kind of had like that very sentimental attachment to, the the ambience of like that that the the central plaza and the main street area with the fountain in the middle. Now that I've seen what they've actually done with it, I'm comp- I was I, I can safely admit that I was completely wrong. Mm. It, it looks phenomenal what well, they
1: have done. It looks almost like it's just always been like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, the, the thing is, yeah, they've gone with the, like, the old um, timeless architecture, you know, like, the, the you know, based the like, the mid-20th century style uh, buildings, mm.
1: you know. Um, and, and on top of that, the old Dreamworld logo's back. It's officially back. Whether or not that's just a one-time show or whether they're going to continue that thing. No, I definitely think, I definitely think that that's going to stay. I think the,
0: I think. I think Greg's vision for the park is that he really wants to hone in onto that, that, that nostalgia factor. And I think, and look, the Dreamer logo that, as we know it, um, has been around for over 20 years. It was, it was done because it was, you know, that's what like all companies and stuff were kind of doing at the time. They were kind of, everything was kind of tapping into that, like, that new sleek, um, new millennium kind of aesthetic, and now it just looks dated. And I think they're, they're wanting to go back to that timeless aesthetic that was already previously established with the original Dreamwell logo. Because, um, like, you look at... Oh, like, if, when the uh, last... What uh, was it? In 2021, when they had the 40th anniversary, they they weren't using that Dreamworld logo the like the current one they were using the old one in fact what they did and this was really clever because you know how, like on the old Dreamworld logo it used to have like like little you used to actually have like the rides yeah. on top of it they actually put steel taipan in it and um i don't know there was there was some other there was like other modern rides in there too i am see like there's, that- still, there's still taipan and there's the claw. They weren't they weren't there before. So, that was for their 40 years. And I think they're going to go back to that.
1: Well, I hope they do because now looking at the Dreamworld logo, I'm just on my phone now going through different photos of the logo. Um, in fact, is that the old logo out the front of the park? So, well, that's the current one. That's the one that they've had for like the past 20
0: years or so. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. So, they haven't replaced the one out the front. They've replaced the one that goes around the big globe in the fountain. Yeah, I
1: knew they did that. Well- that The one on their website looks different to that, unless it's because of the 3D effect, maybe. it's Probably. More like
0: they still, yeah, it's still the yeah, same okay, logo, but you. I think that's going to, I think that's, they're going to get rid of it. And honestly, that's a good decision.
1: Yeah, look, I think Dreamworld's having a lot of success right now, you know, going back to their heritage. And also, I mean, the biggest, because I was, I, I'm hanging out with someone who's a little bit more of a, I don't know, a noob. To, to theme parks, I'm sort of mm. giving him the 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 play by play of the last say 15 years of theme parks, and mm-hmm. you know the way I describe as Dreamworld is going back to you know the fuzzy old memories we had from say the 1990s, you know the 19 late 80s well, as well. That, to,
0: for, to me, that like the, like that was my that was my golden era for
1: mm. me.
0: Like the 1990s, you know, like the, you know Thunderbolt was still there. That was my first looping coaster. Um, you know, Tower of Terror was just this monolith of a, of a coaster at the time. Like Mm. there was nothing else like it in the world, except for Superman at Six Flags Electric (laughs) Mountain. But we don't, we don't
1: talk about that. (laughs) Um, But I mean, also they're also, I feel like they're kind of taking a little bit of a playbook out of, you know, a a smaller park again, you know, or even heck not even, I mean, Disneyland, maybe not now, but back a few years, you know, it was everyone's safe place. It was, it was playing into the locals, you know, offering, you know, discounts and, and just being, and that's what I feel a little bit like what Night Market is. It's kind of just the locals' place Oh, to yeah, absolutely. Out, you know? Well, yeah, they, I mean, look, ever since, ever since Greg took the wheel, they've been
0: so aggressive with those, with the, like, extra events, the Night Markets, the Street Food Festival, which is personally my favorite event that Dreamworld does now, hands down. Um, you know, Winterfest, the Happy Halloween, um, th- the Diwali
1: Did you see that? Well, yeah, but that's I I know. Movie
0: World did Diwali as well, but man, that I saw the video from Theme Park Ogre and the place was popping.
1: Keep in well, we drove uh, to the car park that night. It actually sold out. They had signs Mm. as you entered saying the event had sold out. But keep in mind,
0: by the way, apologies to anyone like of uh, uh, Hindu
1: religion. If I'm mispronouncing Diwali, I (laughs) (laughs) apologise. Um, what I was going to say is I'm pretty sure it's a third party that actually hosts the event.
0: Okay. But it was, it still was a gated, it still was a, a ticketed event. Like Correct, it was $35 it to get going. in oh, and, it's they had great all value. The, and they had all the rides it mm. opened until 1030. Oh, it's great value. Which is longer, which is actually technically longer than what movie world has their rides open for at, on night events.
1: Yeah, True. I do wonder with movie world uh, when they, when they say we got to close by X time. I do wonder if it's truly like, I wonder if the council guidelines are as up to when they finish or if they have a little bit more i would definitely
0: i would probably say it has something to do with noise restrictions
1: no but i mean if they're saying that it'll be finished by 10 i wonder if it really is 10 or if it's 11 or 12 or whatever the well
0: i mean well, look when when i went back to fright nights i was i was uh try to go and get i did get a few nighttime rides on dc rivals which again that was actually the first time i actually did know i've ever done night ride on dc rivals amazing so good but I went. I tried. I, I went. I went away. Did a couple of mazes. Went back at about nine o'clock. I'm thinking, oh yeah, yeah, the the, the line will still be open. Mm. No, they 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 already shut the line at nine, so they're yeah. only letting the people who are already in the queue. I even asked, like, because I was like, look, I'm just a single rider. Can you let me in? And they're just like, nah. Mm. Which was a bit. Which is which which kind of sucked. But that if you it had is fast track,
1: is. would they have let you in?
0: Yes, they were the only people that oh. they were letting in was if you had fast tracks for the rides, because they were like, yeah, okay, you've already paid for this, we have to honor it. Mm. You know, so that I, I, I totally understand that. But yeah, it, it was just fu- I did find it a bit weird that they didn't let me on as a single rider, because like, I can just slot in anywhere. You know, it doesn't matter. Like mm. I, the, that was the reason. It was the only reason why I managed to get three back-to-back rides on that mm. was because, and one of them was front row. Actually, I was so oh, wow. about yeah. I got front row night ride. I was so happy about that. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, we got on a mad tangent. Oh yeah, so yeah, so so like dreamworld has been going like yeah, super aggressive with all the events and stuff, and it, it's. Ex- I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's just. Just having those events and those, and, and especially the night markets and stuff, it's really just, um, catering to the local market, which is obviously the bread and butter of Dreamworld's, uh, um, attendance, basically, you know, uh, and yeah, the, 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 the.
1: Yeah, sorry, you are going to say something? Oh, I was just looking at the comments and going, well, we are going to Melbourne to see Matt in a couple of months. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah,
0: Riley, Matt, how are you guys doing? Yeah, this is kind of a bit of a reunion episode, I guess, like, of sorts, it's uh a... um, well, except Matt, you're still not, you're not here. Look, I, I don't know. I don't, we are, yeah, as we said, we're going to be going down to Melbourne in January. Cause look, I'll, I won't say, I won't say so if Matt doesn't want this uh, made public, but we are going to be be seeing Matt in January. So I don't know. I don't know. He's pretty busy though. I don't know if he might have time to do like to do an all an episode with the three of us in the same room. What's we- more
1: important than park chat?
0: <laughs> we'll see what happens. But uh, he's uh, he's got something very important going on. But and we're going to go and see him. Um, who knows? We'll play it by ear. We'll figure
1: it out. <laughs> everyone's guessing what it's going to be. <laughs>
0: So oh yeah but going back to the what we what we were talking about we we're talking about Dreamworld you you were ta- you were, the you were making a point about like uh, Dreamworld kind of really getting um honing in on like the local market and putting like being really aggressive with that
1: I mean I think Dreamworld are just playing to their strengths which is they're trying to become the the good the good company if you know <laughs> what I mean like
0: well look I think the the well they obviously they they were the first I know, I know SeaWorld was technically there before DreamWorld was, but DreamWorld was like the real full, like first fully fledged theme park on, in the, in, on the Gold Coast. And, you know, like it was a place, it was a safe place for families to go. It really was. It was incredibly family centric. And obviously with the, the, the latest additions that they've been adding, you know, revamping the entire kids area, um, uh, which looks so far as looking fantastic, you know, DreamWorld Flyer, uh, Jungle Rush being another, a staple family roller coaster, which, Again, looks the uh, based on the blueprints which have been leaked. Look, it, it it's got it's got to be amazing.
1: Question yes. you mentioned before about Spooky Halloween at uh, SeaWorld Spooky Nights, yes Spooky Nights. What event came first, SeaWorlds or DreamWorlds? That's a good question.
0: I thought I don't, so as well. I don't know actually. Does anyone does anyone anyone actually know which one actually came first? Was Happy Halloween or Spooky Nights? Because I think it I think it was Happy Halloween. I think
1: I think Spooky Nights was a response to Happy Halloween, but I could be wrong on that. I mean, even the names of the two events alone. I know I understand Spooky Nights is playing off Fright Nights, but it's just, you know, back to Dreamworld being happy. Dreamworld is a happy place. And that I feel like that is yeah. the under the undertone of every single thing they're trying to do in the last couple of years.
0: Yeah. Which is good. Don't get me I wrong. Mean, I didn't. Uh, well, I, I feel like if they called it the not so scary Halloween, I think Disney would have had a problem with that. Probably.
1: <laughs> the not so happy lawyer would probably have a yeah, conversation. Yeah, with exactly. Um, but I also thought something else just while we're comparing different parks. I mean, I, I don't know if this is just a SEO term that they're using on search engines, but Dreamworld advertises their passes as cheap. So you know, I think happy and cheap is probably sort of something that they'll value, but they actually say the word cheap. Look, I think I think Dreamworld in terms of value, um,
0: look, it's 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 hard. It's kind of an apples and oranges comparison between uh, uh, what Dreamworld's offering or what Village Roadshow is offering because you do, you you do have to accept that Village Roadshow has more properties than what Dreamworld has. You know you you've just got Dreamworld and Whitewater World versus. Movie world, Sea World, Wet and Wild, Paradise Country, Outback Spectacular, mm. Top Golf. Well, I mean, I don't know if Top Golf you get any perks on the Village Road Trip no. pass. But you do the the, the one thing that that uh, that Dreamworld's doing right with their with their season pass is that you get in park discounts. It gives me like look, uh, you know, as a local, like for somebody who has an annual pass, th- you know, like like I said, I just ducked in. I ducked into Dreamworld to go and look at the construction footage. I didn't spend any money in the park, and I went back out. However, there have been other times where I have been to the park, and I have felt more than happy to spend money in the park because I'm just getting ten percent off. Mm. It's it's just this that that little psychological effect. 100%. It, it, it totally drives way more in park spending. Just, just, just giving something a little back to the consumer and just say, hey, look, you, you're, you're a loyal customer. We're going to give you ten percent off. And I wish, I wish Village Roadshow realised that and they actually incorporated that into their season pass.
1: Even if they just had to, well, I mean, it would help them sell, like upsell, for example, an annual pass. So, for example, they've got the light village pass with blackout period, which I think is a great idea. But they could say, for example, go, all right, well, the next one up is. Currently, the one pass normal, and they have you say the one pass ultimate, which is your, mm. you know, your discounts and all of that. And a lot of times, it can be something that can be ridiculously more expensive. But hey, offer the park discounts as another option or incentive. And heck, you may even just sell more of the mid tier. A lot of times, people price three, let's say, three different price tiers. Mm. It's actually the middle one they're trying to sell more of. But at least offer, you know, for some people like the power users, they may pay more yeah. to get that pass, and then they'll get their discounts with it.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, so like, so, so what you're saying is that basically that the the higher, so say if Village Roadshow offer three different tiers of passes, the like, so the first one, like the light one, that doesn't have like um, free entry to White Christmas and mm, and, kind black of, and kind blackout of, periods, but yeah. Yeah, so when you say blackout periods, does that mean you can't go during peak season?
1: I haven't looked too closely, but I'm pretty sure it's more that week after Christmas is kind of when it's blacking out. Yeah, because I know Disney do that with their. I mean, a season. lot of parks do that. Yeah. And it's very normal to do that. Yeah, but so. I'm,
0: i just find it. I find it interesting that Village Roadshow found it necessary to start introducing blackout periods, though. That's
1: well, I think they're trying to get into that. You know, that price, that from price. You know, it's it's because yeah. it's,
0: it's, it's what what
1: is it? Two hundred dollars for that. Oh, don't quote me on pricing, but I'm pretty sure it's about one twenty nine, and then like one seventy nine for locals, and then sort of two hundred ish if you're not a local. Oh, okay. Because mm. I because
0: I know because I know the like the the one that gets you the the one that gets you into all the parks and still gets you a free free entry to White Christmas and Carnival. The last time I checked, that was two hundred and twenty dollars.
1: No, so I think that's the non locals. Price, so I okay. think it's about one seventy nine if you're a local. Which, to be honest with you, was good value.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, I know you because I know you've been trying to sell me to get a, to to get a Village Roadshow pass again. But honestly, I'm waiting until next year. So because I want I want my season pass to be valid when the Wizard of Oz opens.
1: Now, Blake, remember when I said don't quote me on pricing, or at least that's what I said in my head. I was totally wrong. Okay. So two nineteen, you're correct. Two nineteen for a locals pass. That is just the standard, you know. Do you get? Event. Do you get the? Yes, you get Christmas. You get Christmas SeaWorld, and ca- Carnival on that. Uh,
0: okay, Carnival. Yeah, that's because I
1: because pre- I'm pretty sure that was the one that you would. And then the- one seventy nine for the light with the blackout periods. And I can actually answer the blackout period question here. So blackout dates apply from the twenty sixth of December till the fifteenth of January inclusive. Uh, excludes one free entry to White Christmas Carnival and Spooky Nights. So, is, that,
0: is that it, though? From the 26th of January to the 5th... Uh, sorry, 26th of December to the 15th correct. of January. That's Order the only this. blackout yeah. period. So, it's not all school holidays. So, you can still go during Easter. You can still go during spring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. That's, so, probably, that's probably not bad, actually. For most I mean,
1: people, that is totally okay. If you're and a local, yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, you aren't really going to want to go there if you are a local... Unless there's, say, for example, maybe if you know kids' school holidays, you're like, well, look, I've just got to go then because that's when we're going to get the most use out of it. But yeah. you know, I mean, in general, that is a time you don't want to go to the parks.
0: Yeah, yeah, very true.
1: Yeah, I usually, I, I usually
0: avoid the the parks like the plague during like the busy periods. I, I know, I'll just go like, well, if I have a day off, a day off work on a weekday, I'll go down.
1: But um, for forty dollars difference, though, I, I, you know, and that's probably what they, you know, ultimately. I mean, they want people not going in that period not doing the night events but still paying for the the privilege of, of having that option and that's probably yeah. what most people well, will do.
0: Well, the, yeah. And you know, and it's not like it's no not really any skin off their nose because um you know, there, there's still there's still a lot of people, you know, traveling interstate or overseas that are going to be coming to visit the parks anyway. So there's there's not going to be any loss in revenue. In fact, they will probably probably guest experience will probably improve because there's not as many locals going to the parks during that busy period especially so like like, international tourists will they'll you know they might be more inclined to spend more um
1: yeah i was going to say especially with the whole uh discontinuation of virtual queuing you're probably not going to want to go during that time look
0: i've heard some things about why they discontinue the virtual queuing apparently there was a lot of According to, because I actually asked the member, it was actually when I w- went back to Fright Nights, because, mm. um, and I went to that, you know, that booth right at the front, like right next to the archway where you get the, um, where you get your fast track. And I was talking to, I was talking to the the girl there and I said like, is there any reason why they got rid of virtual queuing? She's like, apparently there was just a lot of, uh, negative reception from, from people saying they thought it was, it was, uh, like, you know, queue jumping, like illegitimate queue jumping and uh, yeah. And so I think uh, village roadshow responded and they're just like, all right, people are not happy. We're getting too many complaints about it.
1: We're just going to get rid of it. That's the story that I've heard. Look, I mean, I would take anything you hear as a grain of salt, unless it's from say the person who ultimately made the decision or read all the feedback. But I will say that if you, I feel like that's the laziest way of going about it. Maybe a bit of education, like, you know, help some signage in the park, you know, enjoy your day more, really push it. Because I know they pushed it, but they didn't push it that much. I thought it was actually quite a big feat for them to have virtual queuing. They trialled it for two years. But what I'm saying is it, it was it, it's quite a technological feat. I mean, Universal, correct me if I'm wrong, but they only do it on the Secret Life of Pet, Pets ride at Universal Studios Hollywood and Universal Studios Florida, maybe only the new Minions ride. Like it's it's not a widespread thing yet. Movie World just on all their rides. I mean, that's quite that's quite cool. And they didn't really it was push qu- it, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Look. Well,
1: I don't know. Maybe they just assumed that because everyone's got a smartphone,
0: everyone was just installing the Village Roadshow app on their phone. Mm. You know. And and honestly, it's if you weren't installing using the Village Roadshow app on your phone when you're going to the parks, you're very silly because, you know, like you can keep like you can keep all your tickets there and. It has an interactive map, and it, it it gives you like all the show times and information right on right on your phone. And who doesn't have a smartphone these days? Unless so, you're
1: in the Superman escape queue.
0: That yeah, that that too. Honestly, that I feel like they need to they need to rejig the queue for that. So you, you maybe I don't know if it's possible
1: to do like a. Uh, a Velocicoaster-style setup where they have the double-sided lockers yeah. just before you go on. Now, I mean, at the end of the day, they've got no shop there, so you'd think they'd have more space to sort of play around with that That's, a little bit. Mm. It would improve guest experience. If they did that,
0: if if Village Roadshow did that and they put the double-sided lockers in for Superman Escape, they win. <laughs> they
1: win. Can I just say something as well? Why are our parks in Australia not putting content on TVs to make you, like, just enjoy being there? like? Comic book, movies, anything—just bloody play something on the oh, TV. They need to look. They need to update the loop in Superman Escapes Q
0: because they've been running that same one since the the ride opened. Like the you, could, it's funny because I remember because like they've updated the the TV screens in the queue and you could really see how poor quality the the recording of it mm. was. Like it and the green screen effect around the guy. It's like it's there's so many jaggies on it. Like guys just re-record it you can use the same script just just re-record it with a new actor and mm. and 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 shoot it in HD mm. um and honestly i think and if they were to do that i think they could go even further and they could just like put like a uh, it could just be like a 40 minute loop of uh, it's like watching. It's like watching TV, and then like it. It, it cuts to the da- like breaking news from the Daily Planet. This Superman did this, mm, and then it has like a couple of fake commercials. That, that would be fun. really cool. That would be cool. Like I would watch that, and you know, like forty minutes. Like you know, like the the. the uh, all right, so you probably if, if it was a forty minute loop, the ma- the most amount of times that you'd probably watch a loop would be twice. Yeah, on yeah. a really 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 busy day.
1: I know they're not going to do this, but yes, I think that would be the little stuff that would be very cool. I don't even know how he got onto this. Uh, well, well you, mentioned so- you mentioned something lockers. about TV. Yeah. But this-
0: look, this is going to be the style of the Chat- <laughs> for so is- It's just going to be completely off the cuff. Um, total ADHD,
1: no structure, no plan whatsoever. <laughs> so- <laughs> kind of what was happening before, except... We were frustrated with ourselves because we kept going up. Oh, we haven't had a plan afterwards, but now we're just gonna. Go yeah. living. Oh, and then
0: we also had technical difficulties as well, which actually, mm. funnily enough, it took like an hour and a half to get all this set up because we we're just like,
1: oh, we want to put the microphone over here, and how do we use
0: OBS? And <laughs> oh, we just saw so, just so a comment come in. Any updates on the uh, Village Roadshow Hotel? Not that I'm not that I'm aware of.
1: I was surprised to see it. Most mostly, the community was standing behind it, which was really good to see. Look, I think it
0: makes sense. I think I think having a hotel at at Movie World rather than the ho- the the old hotel at Sea World I think is a step in the right direction. Um and it, it's funny because like uh it, it wouldn't even just benefit it wouldn't even just benefit of the Village Roadshow it would also benefit Dreamworld too. Oh because cuz you know, like, it's only five minutes down the road, like, up the M one. It's a
1: great location. There are no hotels in the Erics. I mean, there's a Coomera motor Inn, which I think is underrated. Like, gosh, that place is just the best location. <laughs> it is in a very, very good spot, but it's only
0: very small. Hmm. I mean, and I know, look, I know there was, um, they they also, like, Dreamworld's announced intentions of building a hotel as well, but from, from what I've heard, the plans, uh, well, the, the original partnership that they were going to go with... Um, fell through and that's why we haven't heard anything about it yet but i still stand by and say look that money that was going to go into the hotel is better spent in investing more improvements to the park itself because i don't think as much as Dreamworld is doing these massive leaps in um bringing the park back to its former glory it's not quite there yet it they're close i think they i, I actually i think They only really need, after after Rivertown is done, I feel like they only really need one big signature attraction, and then I think they could justify building a hotel.
1: I will say, back to the whole hotel at Dreamworld thing, that block of land is still for sale or back on the market. Which one? Uh, The big landmark site that they, it's where a service station used to be or next to a service station. Just oh just to the oh you mean south south, south of, of White
0: World. Water World correct uh, yeah. I don't know if, if well, I guess you could fit yeah, something It seems
1: like quite a big if you Google it that block of land is it's pretty substantial yeah it it especially is especially if you go up but I'm
0: just thinking like because you got the school there and I just don't know if that there would be, like, issues with, like, like height height
1: restrictions in that particular lot of land. Guess we'll find out. Yeah. But yeah, there's a pretty big sign on the M1 as you're going down. They're really trying to push it. So, it'll be interesting to see if everything comes of it. Speaking of, uh, well, I don't have a good segue. It's been, what, what are we up to now, about an hour of the episode? Yeah, I think so. I think we've been talking for about an hour. So, we probably should cut it soon. However, next episode, what are we going to talk about? Look, I, I think we can't not talk about what's
0: been going on. Uh, internationally, like this, just every, just all the stuff that's been happening—the Six Flags Cedar Point, uh, Cedar Fair merger, all like the all the announcements from IAPA Expo, like Falcon's Flight. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. What's going on? So, so do you know anything about Falcon's Flight? Do you know anything about Six Flags Kadir? No. So, okay, so they're building a Six Flags park in the in, Middle East, in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and. The signature attraction is Falcon's Flight and it's smashing all records. Is it this is, the one th- over a mountain? Yes. It oh, goes, okay. it dies off the cliff face. You know the okay. one that, that 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 they released like a like a CG rendering and everyone laughed at it and thought every it thought it was fake. Mm. It's it's legit. It's a hundred percent legit. So how high is the six hundred and forty feet.
1: Yeah, okay. They're I just assumed it, it was fake when I saw it. No, so. it, we
0: all did. We all thought it was ludicrous, but no, it's 100 percent legit. And so it's, so these are the stats. It's like the, the highest point is 640 feet. The it's top speed is 157 miles an hour, which is seven miles an hour faster than Formula Rossa in Abu Dhabi. Then. Are you wearing goggles? Is no, that? no. They, they, have put windshields on the car, on the ride cars themselves. Dude. The, no, no. You look, you look, at, if you look at the ride cars, like the, cause they had the front car on display at IAPA. Hmm. It looks Amazing!
1: Let's right, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that because that yeah, sounds...
0: and yeah, and it's over thirteen thousand feet long, so it's like one and a half, nearly one and a half times the length of Steel Dragon. Ooh. Yeah, it's huge. The, 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 I don't think I don't
1: think we'll ever see this coaster be beaten in in our lifetime. To be honest, it. I hope it's not one of these coasters that for whatever reason just closes down just well, randomly one l- day.
0: Look, I mean, it is an Intamin coaster, so it does have that's going to have that stigma associated with it. However. It's all, it, it's, they're just using LSMs.
1: It feels like, like, remember the suicide coaster that was originally proposed? Well, I don't know, it wasn't proposed, but it was, you know, the one that's like giant loops and it's just like.
0: Oh, that was just a, that was just a concept. I know, I... but
1: what I'm saying is it feels like that. It feels like the real life version of that, oh. obviously not. Well, you know, this one, that, this one
0: doesn't actually have any loops in it, funnily enough but <laughs> it's the yeah. it this is all about the speed this is all about the breaking, breaking i will agree records. with you i don't
1: think we'll ever see i mean i can't imagine we'll see anything like this well look again.
0: it took nearly it took nearly 20 years to beat um king De car's height record and it took over 10 years to beat formula ross's um uh speed record and it and it took well over twenty years to beat Steel Dragon's length record, you know, like all of those rides, they they were all products of the coaster wars, mm. you know, during the during the turn of the century, where the, all the theme parks were just like, we, we're just gonna we're just gonna go balls to the wall, we're just gonna build the bil- biggest baddest coasters possible, and, and you know, in the, right, and right, and you know, in this day and age, it's not really financially viable to do that anymore. Like if you built Kingda Car today, it probably would cost like fifty to hundred million dollars. Mm. As opposed to twenty five million when it back in two thousand and five. But you know, if you've got that Middle Eastern oil money, you <laughs>
1: could you could do this. It's basically playing planet coaster in sandbox mode at this point. Top thrill dragster mark two. Have they announced a cost for that? Top thrill two? Yeah. Good uh not that I'm aware of. Okay. Well that's interesting. But you gotta keep in mind that
0: that they didn't I am not saying that they didn't have to do much. They they did quite a lot, but they didn't have to rebuild the top hat, you know. The top hat was already there. There were
1: a lot of the footers was already there. They are painting it though, so really they. I mean, I'm not saying paint is <laughs> constructing it, but it's still a lot of manpower. And look, oh, look, it's a big project. Mm. It's a
0: big project, and it was it, it was much needed. I'm, I mean, like I'm still salty that I never got to ride the uh, Top Thrill Jagster in its original form. I know you have, and it would be interesting to see what you think about it when you do eventually go back there and ride Top Thrill 2 and compare it to your experience with the original. And I think a lot of people are going to kind of anticipating, but I don't know. I mean, look, it was obviously a step in the right direction for, for Cedar Point because they've had nothing ever since they built Top Thrill Dragster, they've had nothing but issues with it. Mm. It, it, It's almost amazing that, and look now that, now that the Cedar Point, uh, sorry, Cedar Fair and Six Flies have merged, there's a very there's a very strong possibility that King to Car might be retrofitted with LSMs as well.
1: Well it'll be interesting to see the kind of response not only, you know, people through the gate and guest experience, but just what it's like maintenance wise and, and reliability wise. Well I
0: don't think I don't think King to any better when it comes to maintenance.
1: No, I kinda imagine. But, those things are I mean, Touchwood Superman has had a pretty good run, but yeah. Superman I mean,
0: Escape has actually been pretty good, I will say. But however, I I could, I would not be surprised in, in five to 10 years time, they either Intamin starts prov- offering, you know, a retro, a, an LSM retrofit or, or Village Roadshow does go to Zamperla and just like, can you put LSM's on Superman Escape, please? Mm. They might, I'm, I'm not too sure if the, the launch track is actually going to be long, long enough for it to get up to hundred Ks now. They might have to, might have to do what they've been doing with Top Thrill 2 and some of the LSM's actually go up the curve a little bit.
1: Like, oh, of Superman?
0: Yeah, possibly. I don't know. Because, I, I mean, like, look, it, it it hits 100Ks an hour and that thing just makes it over the top mm. hat. Like, it's it almost stalls on top of the top hat in Superman Escape. So, like, they can't afford to go any slower.
1: No, no. I mean, unless... Well, I mean, look, I'm not an engineer. I can't really speak for that, but... I know. We're armchair engineers. <laughs> if that. <Yeah. laughs> you don't even have arms... Yeah, well,
0: yeah. Almost. What are you, Blake? I'm just on a stool right now, so <laughs> a drummer stool. But um, yeah. Look, it's a very it, look. There's like I said, there's so, there's so much to talk about. But we're gonna have to we're we're probably just gonna have to put the put uh put it on hold for tonight, and we'll have to come back to it another night. Because yeah, there is a lot to unpack. There there is a, a heck of a lot to unpack. Oh, also, just side note, um, uh, Holy World, Holy, Holiday World in Indiana wins best themed ride ever with good gravy that is I haven't the that best one. themed it's a it's a it's a Vacoma family boomerang coaster themed to gravy
1: sounds good <laughs> and, the, and the and the and the and the trains themselves are actually gravy boats that is a fun park i do need to go back sometime oh dude, it is like top of my bucket list best how is it the best themed ride Oh,
0: it's just because of how quirky the theme is. is it,
1: I guess it's cute, but I it's mean. It's hilarious.
0: Like, who would ever ride mind would think to theme a ride to gravy? Because <laughs> it's going in the Thanksgiving section.
1: I mean, it's, it's cute, but I don't see how it's the best themed ride. It's. <laughs> That's wrecked my night. Good gravy!
0: Oh, and the and the and the and the 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 release video. They, they released a video announcing Good Gravy on National Roller Coaster Day. Best video, so good! Oh, really? Yeah, you to need to watch. It
1: yeah, you have to watch it. Fun fact: They give you free soft drink the and park. sunscreen. Oh, and sunscreen. Yes, yeah, there you go. Because of the water park. Yeah. Okay, that mm. makes sense.
0: Yeah, the water park's a big draw for the locals out there. Mm. Anyway, before we go, actually, I just see there's one comment here. It'll be interesting to- uh, Dan, it'll be interesting to see Scooby-Doo with the new brakes. Yeah, look, um, yeah, the- you know, Scooby-Doo is left- like, the, the refurbishment of Scooby-Doo has left a big hole in Movie World's lineup. It, you know, it is objectively Movie World's most popular ride.
1: I, I personally think Movie World, at the moment, is really having some issues with the whole- general layout, like, you've basically got all the attractions at the front of the park and Wild West. Look, but that will be fixed with Wizard of Oz. It will create
0: a- it will fully make Movie World a complete loop once uh, Wizard of Oz is open. Well, we don't
1: know if they're gonna loop it through. I think- Oh, no. If, if you, you did- enter via Superman, it's actually gonna make things worse. Hmm? If you enter via the Superman precinct, it's gonna make things worse. How so? Well, I mean, it's gonna feel like- it's gonna, again, make you go from- the roundabout through Superman to Wizard of Oz. I mean, hopefully they'll have an entrance somewhere else, somewhere else.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, no, I think they'll, no, they'll definitely keep that open, that entrance open, but they'll also keep the, the pathway that goes in between Superman escape show building and Scooby-Doo show building. I hope so. I do think they'll, they will reopen that. I, I have heard that, they can't really, in terms of like theming and immersion, there's, they can't really do much because it's such a narrow space. Mm. But I think, in terms of like flow through, like they will have to keep that open. And then, of course, there'll be a part that they're, they're gonna uh, they'll connect the path up to where you know the the Fright Night warehouses are. The, the, where I hope so. They will. They how absolutely you, how will. How do you know that? Um, I've seen. Did you? I'm, well, I'm, 90, I, I, I'm 99% sure that they will do it. But I'm pretty, like, because uh, during Friday nights, if you looked over the fence, you can see that all the groundwork has been done. Like, basically put, mm. like, a giant slab of concrete down. There's no reason why they couldn't do that.
1: It'll be interesting. If you if you know more, let us know.
0: And, yes, 100% agree. Doomsday needs to go. That is an absolute joke of a ride now. Um, it's honestly, it's kind of, it's on, actually... Um, uh, Adrian, you know, theme park theme park fan. AU. He made he made a good point. He's just like, why didn't they put um, the Flash there and theme it to something else? It would have fit perfectly. Yeah. Instead Dooms of putting Day it. The, yeah. Well, it, oh, yeah, yeah. He could have even rethemed it to Doomsday, and I don't think people would have minded. But um, yeah, that the, the that thing. It's such a shame because I remember the first time that we went on it was was um, Fright Nights twenty sixteen. And they were running- They were actually dual cycling it. They were actually running double cycles.
1: Mm, Yeah, I remember that. So, it was a
0: really long ride, and it was great, but Mm. it just got- Yeah, yeah, it needs to go. (laughs) I think we'll- uh, Well, I think we need to go, too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, this has gone on quite a bit. But no, no, this has been fun. It's been great to come back. We hope to- Look, I think- I think this. I think we've got a we've got a winning formula here. I think. Well, we'll, well I mean, I'd hope so. But yeah. Uh, well, I, look, I, I think we we'll, what we were going to say. We'll, we'll we'll do this like what every two weeks, every month.
1: Yeah, I think we'll leave it a little bit open ended. But yeah, two weeks to four weeks is we'll, probably the we'll, goal at this point. We'll
0: give more announcement next time that we do go live because I know this was quite impromptu. Um, like I think we only organized this like two days ago or something. Like that.
1: I didn't know until this morning when you said tonight, seven o'clock. I'm like, oh, today. Yeah, 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 fair enough. (laughs) So, all right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. If you are watching on Facebook, thank you. If you're watching or you're listening via podcast, thank you very much. And don't forget to subscribe subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. All righty. Have a good night, guys. See you later.